Number nine, yep. It should be Fatu. But some of the different uh, publications too, they be having different like misprints sometimes. Assalamualaikum. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. تمسك بسنته بإحسان إلى يوم الدين أما بعد After praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and sending the salutations upon the messenger alayhi salatu wassalam and upon his family and his companions and upon all those who follow upon his guidance into the establishment of the last day to proceed ikhwan اللهم إنا نعوذ بك من علم لا ينفع ومن قلب لا يفشع ومن نفس لا تشبع ومن دعاء لا يسمع Verily يا الله We seek refuge with you from knowledge that has no benefit and from a heart that has no fear and from a soul that has no satisfaction nor contentment and from a dua that goes unanswered and from a dua that goes unanswered to proceed, ya ikhwan, for nawasilu ma'akum fi hadhihi al-laylatil mubarakatil karima awnan min ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. So we continue in this blessed and noble night of ours, seeking the aid and the assistance of our Lord, the most merciful and the most compassionate. Musafideena muta'alimeena min ilmi al-hadith, min ilmi al-hadith, as we continue to learn collectively from the science of al-hadith fal'alna bihamdillahi rabbil alamin wasalna ila al-hadith at-tasi' ila al-hadith at-tasi' so perhaps by the mercy of allah we have arrived at the ninth hadith we have arrived at the ninth hadith hadith abi hurairah 
طيب انتهينا بحديث الثامن we finished the eighth hadith نعم طيب فمن يريد أن يقرأ كلنا قرأنا حديث ابن عمر we are beside the حديث ابن عمر صح نعم طيب وصلنا إلى حديث أبي هريرة طيب قال العلماء رحمهم الله تعالى أن أهل العلم يختلفون باسم أبي هريرة فمن يذكر لنا بعض أسمائه فضل عبد الرحمن عبد الله عبد الرحمن عبد الله سمسي كان اسمه في الجاهلية عبد الشمس عبد الشمس عبد الله عبد الرحمن عبد الرحمن بن الصخر نعم قال شيخنا عبد الحميد الحجوري أن العلماء من السلف والخلف يختلفون باسمه إلى أكثر من ثلاثين قولا الشيخ اليمن شيخ عبد الحميد الحجوري he used to say that the salaf of the past and the scholars of today differed in his name with more than 30 possibilities of what his name could have been some say Abdul Rahman, some say Abdullah, some say Abdul Shams. Al-Bukhari wa Nawawi rahimahumullah dhahaba ila anna aqwa aw anna arjah ihtimal anna ismahu Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhar. Hada qawl al-Bukhari wa qawl al-Nawawi rahimahumullah. Imam al-Bukhari and Imam al-Nawawi, they have the position, and other than them, that the strongest possibility of what his name actually is, is Abdul Rahman ibn Sakhar. عبد الرحمن ابن الصخر. طيب من يريد أن يقرأ هو مستر بيسايد الحديث فضل. أنا أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن ابن الصخر الدوسي رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نعيتكم عنه فانتهوه وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استدعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم الله أكبر أحسنت أحسنت طيب ومن بعده هو سيخوان تفضل عن أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن بن سقر رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم وما أمرتكم فأتوا منه فأتوا به منه ما استطعتم فأتوا منه فأتوا منه ما استطعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرتوا مسائلهم واختلافهم على أنبيائهم رواه البخاري ومسلم. أحسنت أحسنت وبارك الله فيكم. تفضل شيخ. عن أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن بن صخر رضي الله تعالى عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استطعتم إنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرت مسائلهم واختلافهم على سانتا سانتا وكرمكم الله ميلا آني ومن أيضا فضي شيخ عن أبي هريرة عبد الرحمن بن صخر رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استطعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم واختلافهم على على أنبيائهم متفق عليه الله أكبر الله أكبر جميلا بسم الله تفضل اقرأ لا بأس لا بأس طيب تفضل شيخ مايرة اقرأ عن أبي هريرة 
عبد الرحمن بن صخر رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول ما نهيتكم عنه فاجتنبوه وما أمرتكم به فأتوا منه ما استطعتم فإنما أهلك الذين من قبلكم كثرة مسائلهم كثرة مسائلهم وكثرة مسائلهم واختلافهم على أنبيائهم جميلا جميلا مبارك الله فيكم طيب ما هي حفظت اليوم؟ you memorize even English هذا ليس بشرط يا إخوان الذي لا يمكن أن يحفظ بالعربية هذا ليس بشرط إذا لا يمكن الشخص أن يحفظ بالعربية ليس مشكلة إذا يحفظه بلغته لا بأس خاصة إذا يكون مبتدئا هذا لا بأس به يا إخوان remember يا إخوان also not all of us have reached the level to read the narrations in Arabic and memorize in Arabic and that's okay alhamdulillah if the person hasn't reached that level yet and they can't read it or memorize in Arabic yet, they can learn in English for now. That's not a condition, Ikhwan, especially if we're beginners. Especially if we're beginners. That's better than not memorizing something. That's better. And perhaps the likes of this Yehwan would encourage when the sisters hear the sisters, that encourages. When the brothers hear the brothers, that encourages. All of that encourages Yehwan. So we have to work together, inshallah ta'ala. As Allah Ta'ala says in the ayah of Surah Al-Ma'idah, and work together. Cooperate with one another <coughs> upon al-bir, righteousness, wa taqwa. Ta'ir, wallahu alam. Anda nisa'ina wa banatina man min kunna turidu an taqra. Who from our beloved daughters, our beloved sisters want to recite? Any one of our sisters after her? A second memorizer tonight? Thalithan, a third sister tonight. I sent it, I sent it. 
Sundus Hafifti Antia Layla, you memorized tonight? Yes. Tadari. Another memorizer tonight after her? Anyone في بعض الروايات هذا الحديث جاء منعكسا جاء جاء منعكسا. In some of the narrations we mentioned earlier, some time ago, that sometimes it comes the first part manahaytukum, whatever I forbid you, fajtanibu, stay away from me. And some of the reports, some of the narrations, it comes the other way. بِهِ أَوَّلًا It says whatever I command you with, you do it to the best of your ability. And then whatever I forbid you. So some narrations it comes the other way. Wallahu ta'ala wa alam. Bayyana Nabiya alayhi salatu salama fi had al-hadith ya ikhwan. Iddata umur. Iddata umur. Nathkur inshaAllah ta'ala thalathan. In this hadith, the Messenger of Allah is mentioning many benefits in this single hadith. We're going to mention three points. Three things here. Three things. Al-awwal ya ikhwan. First thing is the reason or from the reasons of the destruction of those that came before us. Some of the reasons of the, uh, the causes or the reasons of the, the nations that preceded us, why they were destroyed. The Messenger mentions here two causes, two reasons, or if you will, three. Or if you will, three. In reality, two. 
He says two reasons of why the nations Why those that came before us halaku, Why they were destroyed The first thing he mentions The things that destroyed the people that came before you Were that they asked a lot of questions Questions and questions and questions and questions and questions and questions أحياناً كثرة مسائل ليست جيداً ليست جيداً Sometimes asking so many, so many, so many, so many, so many questions all the time, this is not good. It can be good, but sometimes it's not good. إذا لا عبد عنده مسألة مثلاً ويحتاج إليه فيجب عليه أو يستحب له أن يسأل if someone has an issue and it's something they need knowledge of, then it's obligatory or recommended to ask. Lakin, kathratu sawal, biduni sabab, biduni haja, sawalan, ba'da sawalin, ba'da sawalin, ba'da sawalin, biduni haja, ahyanan, hadha makru, ahyanan, hadha makru. But just to ask, you don't need this question, you're just asking to ask and ask. And then another hundred more, and then another hundred more, and, and you just no need to ask them. Just asking and asking and asking, and this issue that's hated to do, to ask questions you don't need the answer to. Just asking and asking and asking and asking and asking, like you find a lot of times with the people of knowledge now, where the students come, ya sheikh, ya sheikh, ya sheikh. If they have an, a need, that's recommended or obligatory. No need. Then you're just asking and asking and asking As the Messenger of Allah says here That they used to ask a lot of questions Meaning questions no benefit Questions of no benefit And the second reason that they were destroyed The second reason they went astray or were destroyed was because they opposed, they contradicted the prophets and messengers that were sent to them. They went up against the prophets and messengers that were sent to them. فَإِخْتِلَافُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ يُؤَدِّي إِلَى دائماً وَأَبَدًا يَخْوَانِ Next benefit, going against, opposing, contradicting the prophets is always, always going to lead to evil. اختلاف al-anbiya دائماً وأبداً يؤدي إلى الشر. يؤدي إلى الشر. دائماً وأبداً. في كل مسألة, في كل مثال, في كل أمثلة, يؤدي إلى الشر. Going against the prophets and messengers. In every example you mention, to go against them is always going to lead to something evil. All the time. In every example. وَبَيِّنَ النَّبِيُّ عَلَيْهِ صَلَاةُ وَسَلَامُ إِذَا يَأْمُرُ الْمُسْلِمِينَ بِشَيْءٍ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْ يُطِيعُوهُ يَجِبُ عَلَيْهِمْ أَنْ يُطِيعُوهُ Next point. If the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam commands the Muslims with something, the Prophet, the Messenger of Allah, commands the Muslims with something, it's obligatory, it's compulsory, it's a necessity upon them to obey him. وَإِذَا لَا يُطِيعُوهُ وَقَعُوا فِي الْحَرَامِ 
And if they do not obey the Messenger then they have fallen into that which is haram. قال الإمام العثيمين رحمه الله تعالى فائدة the great Imam العثيمين he says a benefit أكثر الناس لا طيب أكثر الناس لا يعرفون اسم أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه ولهذا وقع الخلاف في اسمه he says most of the people most of the people did not know what Abu Huraira's real name was most of the people didn't know only a few people really knew what his name was. Most people didn't know. So for this reason, the scholars have differed. Because only a few people knew his name. Only a few people knew his name. He says, next benefit. When the Messenger of Allah says, Whatever I forbid you from, فَجْتَنِبُوا then stay away from it. Anahyu, what's the meaning of a prohibition? A, a, a prohibition. He says, Anahyu, talabul kafi, ala wajhil isti'ilai. Talabul kafi, ala wajhil isti'ilai. The meaning of a prohibition is you're requesting from someone to stop doing something or not to do something. It's a prohibition. You're talabul kaf and shame. You're requesting someone not to do that. You're requesting the person not to do something. This is the meaning of a nahi. Talabul kafi and shame. You're requesting someone not to do, to stop doing, to cease doing, not to do something. <coughs> Shimali. The man is eating with his left hand. That's not allowed. So we say to him, don't eat with your left. What are we doing? We're requesting from him to stop doing something. Not to eat with your left. So a prohibition is talabul kafi and shaykh. You're requesting someone not to do something. Next benefit. In the science of usul al-fiqh, the principles of al-fiqh. The scholars teach in this science a principle. And this science is in the science of usul. And nahyu yufidu al-haram. Yufidu al-haram. Anytime you come across a prohibition from Allah's Messenger, <coughs> the thing that it shows is whatever comes after it is haram. Ida naha Allahu an shay, or naha nabiyu an shay. Yufidu had the nahyu and the lijabadahu haram. You find in the Quran Allah prohibiting something. The Messenger of Allah prohibiting something. The benefit that comes with this prohibition is the origin of a prohibition is the thing that comes after it is not allowed. Unless 
there's another narration or something connected to it to show it's hated, not haram. Every prohibition, the origin of it is that what's being prohibited is haram. Unless you have a proof to show here this prohibition is not that it's haram, but it's hated. Right? You say to the sister, مثلاً, you say to one of the sisters, cover your face. That's a command. Either we're commanding her to do something, meaning it's obligatory, or we're saying it's better if you cover your face. You say to the man, مثلاً, you say to one of the brothers, cover your head. Sometimes we forget that that's not only a sunnah for the women, it's a sunnah for the Muslim, not just the Muslim woman, the Muslim man also. طيب. At any rate, yes, the ruling is slightly different. طيب. But still the same sunnah. Same sunnah. You say to a man, Cover your hair. Put something on your head. Either we're commanding him or we're recommending him. That's the origin with a command. It's the same with a prohibition. It's the same with a pro prohibition. You say to someone, Al Imam Yaqtubu. The Imam is given Jumu'ah. And someone is talking. Hey, the brother is talking. Why the imam is talk, giving the Jumu'ah? That's not allowed. And then you say to him, Hey, fear Allah, ya akhi, don't talk. The imam is giving the Jumu'ah. That's also not allowed. So you're trying to correct what's not allowed with something that's not allowed. And that happens a lot. Ya the sisters, you know, the Somalian women, mashallah, they can make that sound when they're trying to tell somebody, Hey, be quiet. She's talking. She's like, <laughs> And then she shouldn't do that either. Her intent is correct. The Imam is talking. The origin of the prohibition is that it is haram. Unless, unless you have some narration that says here is not obligatory, is recommended. Who can give an example of something that's commanded to do, but it's not obligatory? Who can give us an example? Where's our Shaykh tonight? Who can give us an example? Of something that's commanded, يُؤْمَرُ بِهِ لَكَنْ لَا يَكُونَ الْوَجْهِ الْإِلْزَامِ But it's not obligatory. Uh, praying when you come to the masjid. Hey, praying. مثلا, عند دخول المسجد. Coming in the masjid. قبل الجلوس. Before you sit. هذا ليس بمعنى كل شخص يدخل المسجد يجب عليهم أن يصلوا ركعتين. لا. This doesn't mean every sister that comes in the mosque Every brother that comes in the mosque has to pray to rakah. No. You don't have to. Why do I say you don't have to? The prophet didn't say when you come in pray. He didn't say that. He said before you sit. So the sister comes in. The sister comes in and she doesn't want to sit. For whatever reason. You don't find this. But she comes in the masjid. And she's just standing around. Someone, no one can say, hey, it's obligatory for you to pray. 
No one can say that. Before she sits, now she sits down. Someone says, hey, yajibu alayki an tusalli rakatain. Now you can say, before you sit, it's obligatory, or some scholars here recommend it, to pray to raka'ah. The Imam is given the Jumu'ah. Someone comes in on Jumu'ah. Or had them with him. And this is important. لَأَنَّ بَعْضَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ الْيَوْمِ يَظُنُّنَّ إِذَا الْإِمَامُ يَخْتُبُ لَا يُمْكِنُنَا أَنْ نُصَلِّ رَكَاتَيْنَ وَهَذَا خَطَأ Because many people today believe if the Imam is talking and you come in on Jumu'ah, you don't pray to Raka'ah now. You don't pray to Raka'ah now. But rather you sit down. Right? And that's a mistake. Even if the Imam is talking and you come in Jumu'ah, before you sit down, you pray your two Raka'ah. So the Imam is talking. Someone comes in and sits. And the Imam says, Sali Raka'atain. Pray to Raka'ah. For example. That's recommended on the Imam. وَلِهَذَا قَالَ بَعْدُ الْعُلَمَاءِ لَا يَجُوزِ أَحَدٍ أَنْ يَتَكَلَّمَ فِي الْجُمُعَةِ إِلَّا مَنْ يَتَكَلَّمُ إِلَيْهِ الْإِمَامِ هذا القول. Some scholars hold the point of view that no one can talk in Jumu'ah. No one. Except the one that the Imam addresses. If the Imam speaks to you, you can speak back. That's a position. Some scholars say that. قَالَ بَعْدُ الْعُلَمَاءِ لَا هَذَا فِي حَالِ النَّبِيِّ فِي وَقْتٍ فِي أَحْسِرُ النَّبِيِّ عَلَيْهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَيَجِبُ عَلَى الْمَنِ يَسْمَعْ كَلَمَ النَّبِيِّ أَنْ يُجِيبَ النَّبِيِّ لِأَنَّهُ النَّبِيِّ Other scholars say, no, that's not general. That man had to answer the Prophet. Why? He's the Prophet. It's not like anybody can be the Imam and you say, hey, Myra, did you pray? And now Myra can say, yes, no. Although some say that. The correct opinion is that no, you have to obey the Prophet. So when the Prophet asked that man, Hal salayta rakatin, did you pray to raka'ah? He has to answer. That's why he answered. One of our sisters had their hands up. Tawadali. Irafai Khalilan, raise your voice slightly. Two raka'ah after Jumu'ah, that's a sunnah, but it's not commanded to pray. It didn't come with a command. That comes from the action of the Messenger. The companions saw him pray two raka'ah. There's another hadith the Messenger mentioned after Dhuhr. Men salla arba'an ba'da Dhuhra, harma Allah ta'ala alayhi nara, or kamaqar nabi alayhi sallallahu salam. That whoever, but this has no command, whoever prays four raka'ah after Dhuhr. Whoever prays Dhuhr and then stands up and prays four, Allah will make the hellfire haram for him. Or as the Messenger of Allah said. But that's not a command. Give us something that has a command. What about uh, Witr? Witr. There is a command for the Witr. The Messenger of Allah commanded to pray Witr. So some scholars say at one point the Witr was obligatory because it comes in a command. That's an example. Also some may say, as one of the brothers online is saying, what about the face veil? That's not a command. Where did Allah command to cover your face specifically? Nowhere in the Quran. Where did the Messenger of Allah? That's why many scholars say the strongest opinion of the face veil is that it's recommended. And I'm not telling the women not to cover their face. Had Ali said Islam me, that's not my Islam, ya Khwan. Al istihbab yutulab. Al istihbab yutulab. Those things that are recommended mean you should do them. Not like we do today. Uh, that's only sunnah. 
That's only recommended. That's only nafil. That's only what the Prophet used to do. Audhu billah. La. Don't ever be little. Don't ever be little. Something that can get you closer to Allah Ta'ala. Ever. The man doesn't give you salams. Sometimes this happens. You see many of the foreigners, you give them salams, you're looking right at them in their face. You can't say, I didn't see you. Yeah, I stood here on purpose. So, I, so you can see me. Salamu alaikum, ya akhi. Hey, salamu alaikum. Hey, hey. <laughs> salamu alaikum. He doesn't return it. Don't get, don't get offended. I see him again. I'm not giving him salams. No. No. You give him salams. He never gives salams back. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. La bas. You give salams. Him not giving you salams doesn't harm you at all. Never. Him not giving you give someone salam. Salamu alaikum ya Salamu alaikum ya No. That doesn't that doesn't harm you. Alhamdulillah. You say Alhamdulillah. He doesn't give you salams back. Who is he harming? Himself. The angels don't write for him. He's disobeying the Messenger. You did your part. You're in the row. You put your foot next to the brother's foot. He moves away from you. You may move again. I'm going to try one more time. Bismillah. You slide over again. He moves farther away. You did your part. You don't grab his foot. Hey, Audhu Billah, Mashaitan Rajim. Dark. Not like that, Yaqi. Not like that. Him disobeying the Messenger of Allah is never going to harm you. Ever. And sometimes we have to be mindful of that. You're with the brothers. I don't give him salams. Why? Every time I go to Walmart, I always give him salams. He never gives me salams back. So now I don't give him salams. No. Think of the mercy of Allah. Think of the forgiveness of Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. The face veil doesn't come with the command. A specific command. This is why Shaykh Al-Bani Rahimahullah Ta'ala takes the position and other than him, that anna niqaba laysa wajiban balhu mustahab. This is why Shaykh Al-Bani says that. That it's not obligatory because where does it have a specific command? Where? It doesn't. So this is why he says that. And other scholars differ, yes. But his point is strong. Where is the command? No one can bring. It's not in the Quran. The hadith that they use does not have a specific command. Someone had their hand up in the back. Fadali. I'm correct. The last part of your speech, I agree totally. Not everything by word is mentioned in the Quran. Smoking, vaping, weed, um, this tree, that tree, smoking, whatever. There's none of that is mentioned by name in the Quran. Correct. But the, the meanings are mentioned in the Quran and Sunnah. Correct. However, with the niqab is different. Because it's not commanded, for example, specifically. The issue is not by word. The command itself, it can be by meaning, but where is the command without the word niqab that has the meaning of the word niqab to cover the face? That's the question.
their general commands of covering. When the ayah came down in Surah Tunisa, Surah Ahzab, general, uh, general ayat about covering, covering her whole body, for example, yes. But where is the face mentioned, the face veil mentioned? This is what those scholars are arguing. But yes, the scholars differ. The scholars do differ. That's correct. Some people say, hey, smoking, you tell me where Allah says cigarettes is in the Quran, yaqi, and I'll leave it off today. You're never going to find that. That was 1400 years ago, yeah, It's not mentioned by name, but the message was mentioned by meaning. Anything that harms you, yes, you stay away from it. Someone else had their hand up? Fadali. We're not arguing who you heard that from. In America, outside of America, We're never going to argue what our beloved sister heard, what we heard, what this one heard. You're going to hear many scholars say, many imams say, many students of knowledge say, many general, everyday, 9 5 Muslims say. You're going to hear many speech. That's not the point. The proofs of that. There's no proof. The, the, the people of Hadith have not mentioned, for example, with an authentic chain that the women, the companions, their wives, the Messenger والسلام, their wives, that all of them covered their, their whole body from head to toe. This is why some scholars differ that the niqab, once again, is not obligatory because you don't have these narrations. This is why they differ. If it was established that all of the women, from the wives of the Messenger of Allah and the companions, that all of them wore niqab, it wouldn't be no ikhtilaf. It wouldn't be no different. Some scholars say there's no proof that all of the companions' wives covered their faces. Many scholars argue that. And they say, if you can bring it, bring it. The fact that you can't bring it because it's not there. This is what they're arguing. Yes, some of them covered their faces. Their narrations, when Aisha and Umm Salama was on Hajj, and the men passed them by, Aisha said, She said, we will cover our faces. When the men passed by, other scholars argue that. They say, see, when the men wasn't there, they were in Hajj time, and they did not have their faces covered. So they argue both positions. There's an narration Ibn Abbas, Shaykh al-Bani uses this, strong point. Even if you differ, strong point. One time Ibn Abbas was with, with, with he was with one of his companions. He was with one of his companions. And a woman passed by. Now listen to the wording. Ibn Abbas, Ibn Abbas said to the man, He said, Shall I not show you a woman from the people of the Jannah? The man said, Naam, of course, show me. He says, He said, This dark, dark color, dark skinned woman. How was Shaykh Abani using it? He said, Shall I not show you a woman of the people of the Jannah? He said, Yes. He said, 
this dark woman, right here, her, the dark one. He said, usually, the way you can see a woman's complexion, the main way is what? From her face. Now, yes, just to be fair, this hadith didn't mention anything about a face covering niqab at all. Perhaps the woman had her face veil on. Perhaps. Perhaps. But the fact that he knew that she was dark, the strongest proof to that is that her face wasn't covered. That's a strong point. And there are many narrations, Ya Ikhwan, that the women of the Messenger of Allah or the women of the companions, that there's no narration that they all cover their faces. This is why they differ. But you're going to hear statements. And we hope we can encourage ourselves and our brothers and our sisters. Secondly, that we try our best, myself included, my beloved brothers, my beloved sisters, to take the proofs. To take the proofs. Even though this one said, and this one said, and this one said, don't stop there. If you can. Even myself. Even myself, I say the hadith is in such and such, or such and such said it, or this one said it. Don't stop there. As students of knowledge, you never stop there. You do your research. You do your research, for example. I give you another benefit, and I'm not going to tell you the sheikh who takes this position out of fear that someone may feel I'm saying something about the Shaykh. But I adhkur isma, so I'm not going to mention his name. طيب عندما ينحدو العبد في الصلاة كيف ينحدو? When the man or woman is getting up for the prayer, how do they get up? On their hands open or do they make a fist? You're making the salah. مثلاً, you're on the first raka'ah. سجدنا سجدتين. You just made two prostrations. You're about to stand for the athaniyah. For the second raka'ah, how do you get up? You just prostrate it, Allahu Akbar. You just prostrate it again, Allahu Akbar. You go to get up, do I make a fist to get up? Or do I get up with no fist on my hands? Which one? Either. On your fist? Fist? Either. Either. Open. Open. Both. Open. Both. Some say fist, some say hands. There's a great imam. That we all love dearly. I'm not going to mention his name. Out of fear, <coughs> you're not going to get my point. Right? He says, The sunnah is that you make a fist. And you get up like this. And then he mentions the hadith. Hadith Ibn Umar. Although he's saying you make a fist. And that the word fist is in the hadith. When you go back to the hadith, it's not mentioned. You go back to the hadith of Ibn Umar, it's in Bukhari and in the Sunan. And Ibn Umar, he's explaining how the Prophet got up. He said, He said, He stood up on his hands. The word fist is not mentioned. What's my point of all this? No matter who says it, if you can go back and check it, check it. And that's why I have an idea, inshallah, I want us to try to do in our masjid here. Let's try our best, the brothers and sisters that come to the classes. Let's try to pick some funds up 
together as a group and start buying some books for the masjid, some hadith books, some aqidah books. Sometimes we can reference, and your brothers are good with the internet, also to go to the books, also. So what I would like to do, inshallah, something we did back home, is we try to get book after book. The books, for example, are about $200 a piece. We get the whole volumes. Let's start off with Bukhari, Muslim, Tirmidhi, Nasai, the books, the foundational books of Hadith. We can get a copy in Arabic, copy in English. In English, they cost about $130 a book. So as a community, it won't be for us individually. They'll be for our masjid, for example. So we can have an Arabic copy, English copy. So we try to raise money. Each person pits $5, it's 20 of us. We get it in one week. Next week, we pay 20 more dollars, we get Muslim. Next week, we pay 20 more dollars, that's $200. 10 brothers, 10 sisters. Now we got Nasai. And then in a month, we got all the hadith books, inshallah ta'ala, for our research. So issues like this, we can say, hey, somebody grab book such and such and such and such, so we can verify and see. This was upon the students of knowledge. Don't be the students of knowledge that my sheikh said. My sheikh said. You're going to hear a lot of that. Stop the tape and then verify. If you can check it, check it. Sometimes you can't check it. But if you can check it, try your best. You're gonna be amazing. Not all the times the teachers say is exactly as they say. Sometimes Bukhari himself mentions the hadith by meaning. You won't know that unless you check the hadith, for example. This happens a lot of times, so that's a benefit, inshallah ta'ala. Someone else had their hand up in the back? Sundos, you have a question? Alright, Uh You know the verse in Surah Al-Hazab that says no. when you ask of the why of something, like behind the barrier? Ask behind the veil, behind the barrier. I heard somebody say that means the niqab. Now, some say that. What does it mean physical barrier? Hey, some say it means something physical. Some say it's a barrier, meaning they have on their niqab. But that's a far statement. The correct position here is that there's a veil, a barrier between the questioner and the wives of the Messenger The wives of the Messenger even if they don't cover their faces, you just can't walk up to them. That's the wives of the Prophet You ask them questions and you're not in their family, it's from wara al-hijab, from behind a barrier, a veil, for example. No, that's the strongest wallah I know. No. Anyone else say Akhwah? Masih, you have a question? No. Oh, yeah, let's continue, it's interesting, it's interesting how the, like, uh, in Christianity, the confessions no. is kind of behind the veil. Hey, similar. <laughs> it shows like honor to you, Juan. The same way you go to someone's home, you can be your best friend. It can be your blood brother. It can be your masha. No one is closer than me than this person right here. So I knock on his door, my best friend. I know everything about him. He knows everything about me. There's no one closer. I knock on his door and I stand in a way that I can see inside his house, what his family is doing, what his kids is doing. His wife walks past, he walks past. I could just sit there looking like that. No, that's not correct. From honor, you're going to position yourself in a, in a position where you can't see. You go in someone's home, you don't just stand there in the opening. Hey, that's a nice house you got here, mashallah. Hey, Allah Akbar. No, you have manners. Our religion is a religion of ukhuwa, brotherhood, yes. And also adab and manners. You go in someone's home, 
You don't sit until they taste it. If he never says sit, what do you do? Stand. You just stand. What about your legs get tired? What do you do then? You stand as best you can. Oh, yeah. he never, suppose he doesn't have any manners. He's never going to invite you to sit down. He doesn't know he should do that. Like most of us, you have company, we tend to wait for them to say, hey, you got something to drink, I'm thirsty. You got some food, that's us. We don't have manners, most of us. The manner for one is going to present it. He's not going to ask you, hey, you want some tea? You thirsty? You want a snack? You want some, you want some of that nice Somalian bread? No, I have some of that bread available. I may take some for me first and then <laughs> I'm going to give you some of the bread. I didn't ask you for that. Alhamdulillah, you don't have to. That's from hospitality. That's from Abduyafa, hosting the guests. For example, many of us skip these chapters in Ahadith. We read the chapters that are important to us. We skip being hospitable, having a brother or a sister. We skip these chapters, Yehwah. Islam is an inconclusive religion, includes everything. How to knock on someone's door, where to stand so you can't see them. Allahu Akbar. You knock on someone's door, you may turn your back. Out of fear that when the door is open, maybe the wife is not covered, the baby girl is not covered, the man may not be covered. You don't have the right to look there. So you position yourself where you can't see them. All that's from manners. You see someone doing something wrong. You don't go over there, hey, what you doing? I, no, you turn around. You give the brother honor. He's doing something he shouldn't do. You don't look at it. Act like you don't see it. And then you defend it. That's another benefit. Husnubun. Where are we from that? Having good thoughts of your brother. That's a sunnah of the Messenger. The Muslim does not have bad thoughts of another Muslim. Ever. Ever. When the Prophet came out upon his companions, he didn't want to hear when they talked about each other like that. He didn't want to hear that. So when he came out, he comes out upon everyone the same way. You notice how when you know something bad about that sister, you know something bad about that brother, you tend to treat them differently. So you hear something bad about, hey, oh, I don't want to hear it. No, fear Allah. If they don't change their speech, what do you do? You leave. Someone is talking bad about someone else. That person is not around. That's even more severe. Backbiting. You advise him and takilla had the kalam haram. You say, Fear Allah, that's not correct. That's haram. They don't stop. Fear Allah, they still don't stop. You say, Salaam alaikum rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And you leave. Sometimes you have to leave to protect your soul. If you stay there, now you're also held accountable. Even if you don't say a word. Just from being there. Right? Let's continue, Ya Ikhwan. Al-Amr. What did we get? We did Al-Nahyu. Al-Amr, Ya Ikhwan. We did the prohibition. Al-Amr, the command, Talabu Shay, Ala Wajil Ilzam. The command you're going to write, the requesting of something in a manner that is a necessity. It becomes obligatory. Talabu Shay, or you can say Talabu Fi'li Shay, Ala Wajil Ilzam. 
You're commanding some, requesting someone to do something. But this request is not like a suggestion. You're actually requesting them. So this is why it's obligatory. If you have a command, it shows that the thing that's being commanded is obligatory. No. Ta'ir. Qala bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Fajtanibuhu. Then stay away from it. Ay ibata'idu anhu. What does it mean, stay away from it? Distance yourself from it. Don't come close to it. Stay far away from it. Like going to the hammam. What do we mean like going to the hammam? You go far. You go far away. You have stalls. Sometimes the stalls is only one. That's different. Say you're somewhere. You're in the gym. Working out. And the stalls, one is farther than the other. One is further than the other. If you want to implement the sunnah, go to the farthest one. This is the best. That's the sunnah of the Messenger Especially if you're outside. Go far away. That's your private area. And that's your private. Your, no one has the right to see you. No one. Except your wives and your right hand possessed. We don't have right hand possessed today. So nobody can come and say, hey, hey, hey. This is my right hand possessed, yachi. Not like that. There's no more right hand possessed, yachi. <laughs> so there's no... You just mentioned that because that's what Allah mentions and the Messenger of Allah mentions. But that doesn't exist today. Alhamdulillah. What does it mean? Stay away. Stay far away from it. And whatever I command you to do it, then do it to the best of your ability. A benefit here. Pay attention here. When the Prophet commands you to do something, you do it to the best of your ability. The prohibitions, you don't do them to the best of your abilities. You guys with me? If there's a command, you do your best. Those things that are haram, you have to stay away. So when you say to the best of your ability, that's for the commandments. The prohibitions, you don't say, stay away from it, do your best staying away from it. No, you leave that part out. You say, stay away from it. The commandments, you say, do it to, your, to the best of your ability, as it comes in the hadith. Whatever I command you to do, you do it to the best of your ability. Notice, he didn't say that for the first part. He didn't say that for the first part. Naam. قال الإمام العثيمين والفرق بين المنهيات والمأمورات. شيخ mentions we preceded him. He said the difference between what is prohibited and what is commanded. أن المنهيات قال فيها فجتنبو. He says those things that are prohibited. He says stay away from them. Those things that are commanded. He says, Do them to the best of your abilities. No. It means that uh, keeping ourselves from those things that haram is better. Hey, you, you stay away. It doesn't mean you're not going to fall, but you don't say, stay away, do your best staying away. No, you say, 
Don't do it. Those things that are commanded, do them to the best of your ability. You add the phrase, your best, with regards to those commandments. No. And them asking a lot of questions. You brothers and sisters studying Arabic. The word masail is the plural. Mas'ala is a singular. Mas'ala, masail. Masail is the plural. Questions. Mas'alatun, one question. Masailu questions. Qalamayus alu anhu. It is something that is asked about. Waqtilafum ala anbiyahim. And they of them contradicting their prophets. Ya'ani, meaning. We had that verb the other day. Ya'ani, meaning, or he means. Wa ahlakakum ikhtilafu wa ahlakahum ikhtilafuhum. He says, meaning. That thing that destroyed them was their differing meaning with their prophets. Let's mention two benefits of the hadith and then we're going to go to our last hadith before our test, inshallah. Hadith number 10. Oh, let's go to hadith number 10 now as we're running out of time, inshallah. So in hadith number 9. We're commenting on some benefits of the hadith. Somebody write that down, Yahwan. We stopped at the benefits of the hadith. So this hadith is our last hadith. For inshallah ta'ala, what's today, Yahwan? Monday. Monday. On Wednesday, inshallah. We have our first test And the test is going to be on these 10 hadith So our first test is going to be from hadith number 1 to 10 I'll say it, you say it, I'll say it, you say it عن نبي هريرة رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إن الله تعالى طيب إن الله تعالى طيب لا يقبل إلا طيبا لا يقبل إلا طيبا وإن الله أمر المؤمنين وإن الله أمر بما أمر به المرسلين بما أمر به المرسلين فقال فقال يا أيها الرسل يا أيها الرسل كلوا من الطيبات كلوا من الطيبات واعملوا صالحا واعملوا صالحا الآية الآية سورة المؤمنون وقال يا أيها الذين آمنوا 
كلوا من طيبات ما رزقناكم كلوا من طيبات ما رزقناكم سورة البقرة ثم ذكر الرجل ثم ذكر الرجل يطيل السفر يطيل السفر أشعة أغبرة أشعة أغبرة يمد يديه إلى السماء يمد يديه إلى السماء يا رب يا رب يا رب يا رب ومطعمه حرام ومطعمه حرام ومشربه حرام ومشربه حرام وغذي بالحرام وغذي بالحرام فأنا يستجاب لذلك رواه مسلم طيب this حديث is another humble حديث يا إخوان لا يمكننا أن نقول هذا إلا يتأثر بنا أو نتأثر به one of these hadith ya ikhwan or the likes of this hadith you can't recite it or mention it without being affected by it the messenger of Allah according to Abu Huraira he says that the messenger of Allah says inna Allah ta'ala tayyib verily Allah the most high he is pure some translations say good tayyib doesn't mean good it's a'ala min good it's greater than good you say to someone kaifa anta and he says ana tayyib He's not saying, I'm all right. No, he's saying he's better than all right. He's in a good state. He's in a pure state. It's better than I'm okay. So, طيب doesn't mean good. It's more than good. Verily, Allah Ta'ala is طيب, is pure. And he does not accept, accept that which is pure. And verily, Allah commands the believers with the same thing he commanded the, the messengers, as he says, Ya Yuhar Rusulu, O messengers, Kulu min al-tayyibati, eat from that which is pure, wa'amalu saliha, and do righteous deeds. Surah Al-Mu'minun. And Allah also says, Ya ayyuhal ladhina amanu, O you who believe, Kulu min tayyibati ma razaqanakum, eat from that which is pure, from what we, meaning Allah, provided you with. What's the correlation there between those two verses? Let's see who's paying attention. Yes. One verse, Ya ayyuhal rusul, O messengers. Next verse, Ya ayyuhal adina amanu, O you who believe. What's the point? Point is here that whatever Allah commands the prophets, uh. command the other uh, believers as Makes well. sense. So here, the prophet of Allah is saying, as, as he said in the first part, Allah Ta'ala commands the believers with the same thing he commands the messengers. And then he mentions two examples. O messengers, and then O you who believe. Right, let's stop for the adhan, ya ikhwan, and then we'll continue after the adhan, bidna lay ta'ala. Menu adhan. One of our sisters, tafadali. Uh, one second, ya ikhwan, raise your voice slightly. Uh, I can't hear you that well. One more time. Is the test going to the test going to include number ten? Inshallah, is the test going to have hadith number ten? I believe you guys can memorize this hadith tonight or by Wednesday, inshallah. So we may add test number ten, inshallah. We may. We'll see. I think this is easy for you guys, inshallah, taala. So we'll see. So try to memorize number ten by the test by Wednesday, bismillah, taala. And may Allah bless you all, yeah. Man, you need the new other than who wants to call it then tonight? Who didn't call it then? Oh, it's Father Shay. I ain't called it then in a while.
Oh. 